Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Friday, June 17th, 2022. I am doing this from Atlanta, Georgia. I was traveling this morning. Uh, exciting show today. I know the doubleheader has begun. Ryan Zerman weekend has begun, but I will recap last night's game. And uh, I'll give you guys a College World Series preview as well. The College World Series has begun, or is beginning tonight. So uh, get you guys excited for that as well. A little bit of college baseball's potential players, Nationals could be in on, will be playing in this series. Maybe an Ivan Melendez from Texas. Uh, maybe, you know, a shortstop from Oklahoma as well. A couple arms for the Longhorns, a couple arms maybe for Arkansas or Auburn that the Nationals could be interested in. So a couple guys from the college side, Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC, um, Stephen Willis over from Locked On Ole Miss, Jonathan Davis from Locked On Longhorns, uh, those guys, and also Josh Helmer uh, from Locked On Sooners. We're previewing the 2022 College World Series. I hope you guys enjoy that and our conversation about the game last night. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into it here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. So uh, first things first, as we do always, we hit on the team's record, but let you all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. One scoop every single day in your cup of water, ice cold water, uh, and you guys will be feeling good. It helps memory. It helps gut health as well. It's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free friendly for all of those diets. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs or nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Also, once again, still tastes good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, and it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science, which is constantly being tested. You guys can go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network for a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network today. The Nationals, my friends, are 23-43 and 43 right now, once again, playing their first game of two against the Phillies. They are, as it sits right now, 19 and a half games out of first place, 15 back of the Braves. They are 11 back of the Phillies, 7.5 back of the Marlins. They're 11 and 23 at home, 12 and 20 on the road. They have a minus 111 run differential, which is the worst in the league. They've lost five straight. They're 2 and 8 in their last 10. Man, did Patrick Corbin get worked. I mean, this is becoming uh, something that we say all the time. And I was actually talking with some guys last night about Patrick Corbin, but just, um, you know, the ways in which we have been disappointed by Patrick Corbin and uh, the ways in which we have been disappointed by Steven Strasburg. Really, like, you, f- you feel bad for Strasburg. I don't really know about how bad you feel for Corbin. He's going there every five days last night, three and a third, eight hits, only two earned runs in this game, but ends up giving up eight total, just two Ks on 84 pitches, Machado, Ramirez, uh, Reed Garrett uh, got to go out there and pitch again. It was nice to see him. And Ahiri Adrianza uh, got to pitch. I forgot he actually pitched last night. 
they pitched inning as well. Zach Wheeler was strong, seven innings, four hits, one run, three Ks. Um, and the Phillies really just teed off. You know, it was an error that allowed them to score as many as they did there in that third inning. Uh, but Schwarber homer, Castellanos single, infield single for Real Muto, um, Gregorius double, an error from Josh Bell trying to connect with uh, with Patrick Corbin. I mean, right now, folks, it feels like the Nationals are playing some of the worst baseball in the league. I mean, obviously, sure, their record is, you know, horrible. Um, but, I mean, they're playing like the worst team in the league right now. They got a 348 winning percentage. Um, that is not as bad as uh, one other team in the league right now, or two other teams, excuse me. The Royals are 21 and 41, that's worse, and the Athletics are 22 and 43. But the way the Nationals have been playing lately, um, embarrassing is, you know, is one word you could use. The offense at times has been decent, but on this five game losing streak, a four to one loss, nine to five loss, 10 to four loss, eight to two loss. A ten to one loss. I mean, really, you know, they have been. They have not been within. Uh, they were within three runs in the Milwaukee loss, four runs in, in Atlanta, six the next night, six the next night, and then nine last night. It's just been getting worse and worse and worse and worse as the Nationals have gone along. The offense has really kind of dried up as of late. You know, we talked about the offense over the course of the weekend scoring 19 runs in two games against Milwaukee. But since then, one, five, four, two, and one. Things have gone cold with the bats. They face some guys who have been pitching well. You know, the Max Freeds of the world, Zach Wheeler's of the world. He's, he's looked phenomenal since returning. Zach Wheeler has the Nationals, though, just not seeming like they can get back on track right now. Um, the rest of the weekend, we're seeing Yuana Doan against Ranger Suarez right now. Paulo Espino uh, is going to go in the nightcap. And then uh, there is some relief, some good moment, hopefully, uh, as Josiah Gray goes in the following game on Saturday. And then Jackson Tetrail will get his second attempt on Sunday in that game that is the Peacock 1205 game that we're going to see. So, you know, obviously a lot of negativity right now for the Nationals. When we're word from our sponsors, we'll talk about something positive that is happening this weekend. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. Whether it be the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup's happening right now. Whether it be NBA offseason odds, MLB games, NFL futures, college futures, all of those things you guys can find right now at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. Go there today. It's free to sign up. Uh, make sure you guys do so. Good interface, easy to use, all of those things. Once again, BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. The one thing that's positive, I'm sure you guys have been seeing this all over Twitter. It's the really cool um, Ryan Zimmerman promotional things. We're actually getting to see the Nationals retire his number this weekend. There's going to be... Um, uh, this, this coming up weekend, um, there is going to be, you know, uh, conversations with Zimmerman and former teammates. We talked about this some with Matt Wyrick. I've seen different places, you know, the, the spot in the outfield and right field um, where it used to be Max Scherzer's eyes are going to replace with something Ryan Zimmerman related. I saw that the part of the hall, the, you know, the wall of fame around the stadium where they have, um, you know, some, some names, there's a black, um, 
I guess, uh, you know, a sheet almost over where they're going to pull it off for Ryan Zerman. So that's one thing I think this weekend. Please enjoy, ingest every, all of that content, guys, because it's the one positive thing I think we're going to see from this weekend. All right, coming up next in the show, it is a preview of the 2022 College World Series. Hope you guys enjoy that as well. Rolling along here as we get you guys set for a full weekend in Omaha, full week in Omaha. A lot of people are hoping as their teams get ready to vie for the College World Series. Just getting here is fantastic. Eight teams, half the field SEC teams, and really if we want to go the extra mile, six of the eight teams from the SEC as Texas and Oklahoma will be joining very soon. And joining us now to preview the College World Series going around the horn we welcome in first uh, Stephen Willis from the SEC covering the Ole Miss Rebels locked on, uh, of course, covering the uh, Ole Miss Rebels. Stephen, how are you, man? I'm doing quite well. I'm kind of pumped up. We have a live show, by the way, on post game of Auburn and Ole Miss where everybody can take part in. It's going to be fun. It's going to be our first run at that. We also welcome in Jonathan Davis, who is a host of uh, Locked on uh, Longhorns covering the Texas Longhorns. Jonathan, welcome in, man. Uh, thank you, brother. Yes, uh, like you said, current Big 12 team, but future SEC team. And it looks like the SEC is dominating the College World Series this year. And we just have to throw it out there and bring in the full complement of our new our new neighbors, Josh Helmers, uh, who hosts uh, Locked on Sooners, covering the Oklahoma Sooners. Josh, what's up, man? If Norman is any indication, then yes, Oklahoma is officially ready to accept its formal bid as an SEC member as soon as, I don't know, last summer for Sooner fans. So, yes, for all intents and purposes, there's six, not one, not two, not three, six SEC schools in the College World Series. Amazing. Well, for the purpose of this, I'll rely on Stephen and myself. We'll represent Arkansas and Auburn and Texas A&M from that perspective. But I do want to start here, guys. We'll go around the horn, and let's start with you, Stephen. Give me a real quick uh, synopsis on – what you think about this Ole Miss team and how exciting it is where it felt like maybe a month ago that Mike Bianco was dead man walking and here he is in Omaha. Yeah, it's pretty cool to think about because at the beginning of the season, I think after the third series in the SEC play, Ole Miss's ERA was around nine. Now this is a pitching team. They had two shutouts in the Super Regional. Um, the highest, the lowest ERA going into the games. And it's just, that has just completely spurred their turnaround and Honestly, because they were at one time seven and 14 in the SEC, this makes all of this excitement um, even more than even before. It's pretty cool. Uh, Jonathan, let's go to you with uh, Texas baseball. I know David Pierce, um, you know, it, it's been an interesting ride. I saw this team in person this year and no denying how uh, strong of a factor the Hispanic Titanic is crushing home run after home run, but Give me a quick thought on this Texas team. Yeah, so I actually saw them play twice this year and they lost both games, so I can't go to any more games. But um, when you look at it, you talked about it. It starts with the Hispanic Titanic and what he was able to do in a record-breaking season. This Texas team uh, hit more home runs than they ever have um, than any other Texas team in history. And we know that this Texas team, when we talk about college baseball, has a lot of history. Um, and so now they're the, you know, because of what happened to Tennessee, they're the betting favorite. And I, I think they're really interesting going into the College World Series. I really like the resolve that they showed in the ECU series. They lost the first game and they were down a lot in the second game. We're able to pull that out and then beat them in the deciding third game. And now I think coming into 
the Colors World Series. Obviously, there's a lot of hype behind them. They are, uh, you know, the betting favorites, the favorites to win. And I think it remains to be seen, you know, what they're going to be able to do. You know, baseball is that sport where anything can happen. And on any given day, you know, your best player can be who you didn't expect it to be. And so um, we've seen, you know, a little bit of shakiness from the bullpen at times. And the offense has faltered. Um, it's been inconsistent. You know, some days it looks like the best in college baseball. And some days it has you, um, you know, desiring for more. So um, we'll see what they're able to do in the College World Series. But I think rightfully so, they're the, the betting favorite. And then I think if they can put everything together, they should be. Um, hoisting the trophy at the end. Josh Helmer, Skip Johnson has done a, a pretty good job since he's been there at Oklahoma. Give me a quick thought on the Sooners team. Well, as good of a job as Skip Johnson has done, I think there were some that even, even as recent as a couple of months ago before Oklahoma won its final five regular season, Big 12 series, and then obviously the, the Big 12 tournament championship, and we know what they did in both Gainesville and Blacksburg. If Oklahoma hadn't made this NCAA tournament, I think there's some that, if not immediately, would have wondered, hey, what does that mean for Skip Johnson at Oklahoma? It's kind of crazy. Around here in Norman, a lot of people felt like the – and a, you know, not that this is Oklahoma-specific, but just thinking about Sooner baseball, kind of the lack of success. You know, this is the first trip to Omaha for OU, dating all the way back to 2010 – the 2020 team, a lot of fans in Norman felt like that was a team with the starting rotation that was maybe positioned to get to Omaha. And again, not to pull a rock chalk Jayhawk card. We're still playing for what happened the COVID year two years ago. But I do think this is a little bit of redemption in some senses for Oklahoma and particularly for Skip Johnson in that regard. That season got taken away from him. He needed something positive to happen. And obviously, this OU team's caught absolute fire. We'll stick with you here, Josh. A quick primer on the opening game against Texas A&M. I think it's very interesting that, uh, you know, Jim Schlossnagel, who's been at TCU for God knows forever, uh, a familiarity with an Oklahoma team going up against them, albeit he's in a new place, new digs at Texas A&M, but a lot of familiarity there between Jim Schlossnagel and Oklahoma. What can we expect in this first game? Well, I think just from the Oklahoma perspective, and this would be true of anybody in Omaha trying to win the College World Series, what's the first thing you're going to look at is you want great starting pitching, right? So Oklahoma needs that from Jake Bennett. They feel like they found that in their number three guy in Cade Horton, and they really like what they have in David Sandlin in their number two. The surprising thing for Oklahoma is just kind of the power surge that they have found throughout this postseason push. Peyton Graham has established himself as a star. Tanner Treadaway was unbelievable in what was the rubber match win over Virginia Tech. He hit four for five and was part of that good start for OU with Peyton Graham homering early in that game. The familiarity, yeah, it's, it's interesting seeing a familiar face on this stage in Texas A&M. And we joke about the SEC thing, but, you know, for OU, it's not just the familiarity with the coach there. It's the familiarity with Texas A&M dating back to A&M being in the Big 12. Jonathan, you guys play the uh, nightcap on Friday. Uh, you get Notre Dame, who, man, just took care of business against Tennessee. They were not intimidated playing over there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. What do you make of the matchup with Texas and Notre Dame? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really interesting. I think the key for Texas is you're going to need quality starts from Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens. I think what we've seen at times this year with 
kind of have been Texas's downfall is that bullpen, right? And, and we saw even in that ECU series, they had to use, you know, Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens and get into those bullpens early. And I think that really hurt them. Um, so I think in this matchup, you're going to need, you know, Pete Hansen, I believe he's going to be the starter to come out and give you a quality start, you know, six innings or maybe even more than that and less than three earned runs, not have to rely on the bullpen too early or too much. And then allow that offense to go out there and, and put up runs and hopefully put up enough to win and take their first game against Notre Dame. But I think the key is going to be, you know, Tristan Stevens and Pete Hansen being able to consistently deliver you quality starts throughout the rest of this College World Series, not have to rely on that bullpen too much and not stretch them out because we've seen at times when Texas has to go to that bullpen early, that's their downfall. Uh, the early game on Saturday, it'll be Stanford against Arkansas. And I'll just say this. I watched a little bit of Stanford against UConn. And man, they could score some runs. Uh, that offense is electric. Arkansas, they've got the edge in pitching, I, I would say, a little bit. I love what Connor Nolan has done so far this postseason. So Arkansas, I'm riding with them. I'm picking them to beat Stanford. And so that's the early game. But the night game on Saturday, a fun one, a rematch of a series we already saw this year in the SEC, Auburn against Ole Miss. Stephen, what do the Rebs need to do to take down the Auburn Tigers? They need to, uh, first of all, they need to continue pitching the way they have been over the last five games, the regional and the super regional. The second thing is they don't need to pitch to Sonny Deshare at all. They just need to put him on base, Barry Bonds rule, um, do that for the whole game. If that happens, um, I think Auburn's offense might be stifled a little bit. Um, but this could be a game that's like three to two as the final um, and really good two really evenly matched team. Butch Thompson, I think, is from Aberdeen, Mississippi. So this is going to meet a bunch to him as well. Now, also Tim Elko and Jacob Gonzalez and guys like that, if they can channel what they did in the Super Regional was not play three-run home run ball, but actually just play gap to gap, um, they'll be in good shape in um, Charles Schwab Field or whatever – it's called now um, because that park is so big. But if it, they try to just play three-run homer ball and gorilla ball and LSU 1999, Ole Miss could be in a little bit of trouble, but I don't think they will. TD, Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, whatever the sponsor is, it's a big ballpark. And uh, early years, we did not see home run balls. That wind was blowing in, and we did not see a lot of home runs. And then last year, we saw 26 home runs there. So the numbers have picked up. It, it seems like maybe it might be a more hitter-friendly park. Last thing, guys, go around the horn. I'll ask you to put your analyst hat on. You can be a homer if you want, or you can go analyst route, whatever it is. But give me your objective opinion. Josh Helmer, who is winning the College World Series this year? Well, it, it pains me to say, but I, I do think the Texas Longhorns have a great chance to, to win this national championship. I like Oklahoma and Texas to meet up in that uh, winner's bracket game. We'll see how it plays out from there. Sandlin, Oklahoma's number two starter, has been largely good. But again, uh, he, he was tagged for a couple of runs, I think five versus Virginia Tech in that second game of their super regional. So if that happens, I don't know if Oklahoma has the pitching depth. Tom, I'd love to see, I think, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule for them in that regard to win a national championship. Either Texas or Stanford, to me, the two favorites. He is Josh Helmer, locked on Sooners. How about uh, Jonathan Davis, locked on Longhorns? Who you got winning it all? I'm going chalk, baby. I'm going with Texas. Uh, you know, I, I think that the offense is there. Um, this is a team that can explode at any time. And, and I think they have the confidence now. I, I think this is a team that in the ECU series, they might have, you know, 
once they were able to get past that, I think they said, OK, now, you know, we're the favorite. It's time to handle business. I think they have that confidence. And, and like I said, I think if Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens can be the pitchers that we saw at the beginning of the season when they're just lights out in every start, then I think that the bullpen will be able to come in in their traditional roles. I think the offense is going to roll. And I think Texas does enough to win the College World Series this year. But it's going to be tough. You know, they have to get through either A&M or Oklahoma, their two biggest rivals, to get there and win it. And anything can happen in those series. And we know, like I said, earlier in the game of baseball, anything can happen, right? You know, any one of these eight teams has a chance to win it. And so um, I, I, that's what makes the game interesting and that's what makes it so fun. But I'm going to go chalk and I'm going to go Texas and say they get it done. They have the pedigree, they have the players, they have the history, and, and they're going to be hoisting another trophy this year. A lot of people do think it is an open field. Stephen Willis locked on Ole Miss. Who wins it all? Well, I think the hottest team in baseball right now is Ole Miss. They're, they won their last three games by a combined score of 37 to 6 in the Super Regional and the Regional. Um, but I, I do like Texas to advance. They're probably the favorite overall. And just think about this real quick Texas has to go through Oklahoma, Texas AM, like he said. And if everything goes right on the other side, potentially Arkansas as well. So every rival that Texas has, <laughs> man, that that would be – because nobody likes beating Texas like a, um Arkansas Razorback. I've noticed that over the last few years. I mean, they're really weird about that. Yeah, don't lose Texas because you will hear it from whoever you lose to. You know, the, the, talk, the talking is coming. I'll pick the Arkansas Razorbacks. I like the revenge tour for Dave Van, Hoor, Dave Van Horn. Last year's team was more talented than this year's team, but I feel like they learned from their mistakes – Losing how they did last year in the Super Region. I think they bounce back and Arkansas wins it this year. Guys, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to all your teams and have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. There's the information you guys need for this weekend's College World Series that is happening on the ESPN family of networks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.